Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you're up on Facebook today, I threw a little tidbit out there to you. Anybody see that one? Now does not necessarily mean now. When he says now faith is, he's not saying now as in time. Now as in this moment. What he's saying here is now as in a continuation of what we were just saying. So now that I have laid all that foundation, now faith is. Everything he's been building up to so far has been leading to this teaching on faith. And so now he gets to the spot and he says, now, continuing the same thought that I had been in the previous parts of the letter. Of course, he didn't have chapter 10. (laughs) But now, as in a continuation, here's this aspect of, of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, the things hoped for. What things? Now, let's take a look at some of the things that he's already discussed just in the chapters prior. First off, we saw the sacrifice that was to come. He talked about that. He talked about the glory that was to come. He talked about the rest that was to come. He talked about the high priest that was to come. And of course, at that point had come, but uh, that we're going to see our high priest, he's in heaven, and eventually we're going to see him in the place where he's ministering. He talked about the sanctuary that is to come. Because the sanctuary we have down here is a temporary sanctuary. It was built off the pattern of the original. The high priest was a temporary high priest. The law was temporary. All these things were temporary. He says they were all based on something greater that was coming. So these are the things they were hoped for. So how did we have a hope for the sacrifice to come? The Messiah. Well, the Word of God told us about it. Told us about a Messiah that would be to come. How did we know that there was a glorification or a glory that would be coming? The Word of God told us about it. And so we build up a hope for that glorification, that glory that was to come, and we have faith for it. How do we know that there was a greater rest to come? Well, the Word of God teaches us. The rest that we entered into in the Promised Land, that the, the children of Israel entered in the Promised Land, that wasn't the final rest. That was just a rest. But a better, better rest is coming. A better high priest is coming. A better sanctuary is coming. All these things were, were coming. So just as he laid this foundation, here's what we hope for. Here's what it's based on. It's based on the Word of God. And he quoted the Old Testament a number of different times to let us see what was to come. All these are things promised from the Word of God. And there's much more than is promised than what he went over, but all these things are promised from the Word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Our faith is in these, um, in these, our, our faith in these are born of what hope the Word of God gives us on these very things. So the same is true in other area. Whatever area you want to take, take out of there. God, uh, God's protection. Uh, his um, help in our finances. His help in our health. The, the miracles that would come. All these things are built on from faith in the Word. So it's built up our hope in that, in what the Word of God promised and then exercises faith that it will come about. So we have to first off, before we can do anything else, the hope has to be built. We've got to build the hope from the Word of God. There's a lot of people out there in the area of faith 
that they hear that somebody did something through faith and they copy the faith. You cannot copy the faith until you have the hope. Because faith, just quoting the scripture here, we'll get more into uh, what this word actually means, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we have to first have the hoped for in place. Many people don't do that though. They just, well, this person believed for this. This person said they can have this. We can't do that. You have to have the hope. What does the Word of God say? How, how does the Word of God paint that picture of hope? When you get that picture of hope painted, then the faith can act on it. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. What did she, she do? When she heard about Jesus, she heard that people were touching His clothes. They heard that people were touching His body and getting healed. That power went out from Him into them and got them healed. She kept saying to herself, if I just touch the hem of His garment, I know I shall be whole. So she built up that hope. We have got to spend time building up the hope, not just jumping into the faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we've got to build that up. This is why we go back to the Word of God. We meditate on the Word of God. What has the Word of God said? Now, I picture what the Word of God has said. How does that... What, what kind of a picture of hope is that for me? With the woman with the issue of blood, she simply said, all right, how can I take all that I know about Jesus and make this something for me? I bet I can get in there and I can touch the hem of his garment. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. For the centurion, there was no touching the hem of the garment. He simply said, I'm a man of, of authority. And I say, this one go and he goes and this one come and he comes. You just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. So that's his hope. His hope was just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. The um, noblemen came to Jesus and they say, please come with me and uh, lay your hands on my, uh, I think it was his son. Uh, and, and Jesus said, he didn't respond very well. He said, an evil generation looks for a sign. And he pleaded with them. He says, go your way, your son lives. Am I? Oh, well, thank you. That would make it a whole lot better, wouldn't it? Thanks, Bethel. That'll, that'll get us on there. All right, everything else over good? I thought I was hearing everything, okay? <laughs> oh, my. Anyway, so we got to build up that hope, just as these other people did. And each time, their hope was different. So as their hope is different, so too is their faith. The, the centurion doesn't have faith to touch the hem of his garment. The woman with the issue of blood doesn't have faith for him to speak the word. Because their hope is different. So their faith that they act on, the faith that they, they, they go after, is different because of the hope that is painted. We've got to spend time painting that hope that comes from the word of God. Once we do, then we act on that with faith. And the out, outcome will be the same as it was for them. So build up our hope in what the word of God promises. Then exercise the faith. Now hear this word for substance. This comes from the word hypostasis. And it means, I, I'm, I left the Greek in there. It's one of the things that kind of got, um, you can just ignore it if you want to. <laughs> I need it in there to pronounce it. I just, I can't pronounce it as well. But uh, some of you folks still recognize the letters. I would assume anyway. But substance here means an underlying essence, a nature, a confidence, a conviction, or an assurance. We see this in five occurrences in the Word of God total. 
two are in Corinthians. And Paul uses it when he talks about his confidence in boasting. The other two here are in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, and chapter 3, and verse 14. Now, the one I wanted to read for you, and I didn't bring it into my outline, so I had to pull it up here on, the, on my uh, little Bible app here. So we'll, we'll try and read this. But, of course, that's a whole lot smaller. So I put it on the iPad. All right. Verse uh, 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. The word there, image of his person. Person is the word we're seeing here. So he is the image. When we're talking about Jesus and when he's talking about in Hebrews, the person, that is the image. That is what you see of God. So when he's talking about here that faith is the substance, it is, uh, look at the definition again, the underlying essence, the nature, the confidence, the conviction, the assurance. I pulled over the New Century Version translation for this. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. So faith means being sure of the things that we hope for. It means being sure. It means that here's what the hope is. And through faith, I can see that thing just as clear as if it was physically in front of me. I have that kind of confidence that even though it's not here, I can see it. I can see it. Just as Jesus Christ was the image of the person of God. But God's not here. But if you saw Jesus, you saw him. You have that confidence in that. So this is... Faith is the substance or faith is the, um, the confidence. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So we have the things that are hoped for and our faith is what gives us that confidence. It is that confidence of the, all right, I know I'm going to heaven. I haven't been there, but I have a picture of what heaven looks like from the word of God. And I know I am going there. I don't know what my mansion looks like, but I get a picture of what that looks like from the word of God. Because the word of God says, I go and prepare a place for you. And I know if God's making it, Jesus is out there making it, it's going to be good. He doesn't make stuff, stuff that's junk. He makes good things. So, faith is the, the confidence. It is the assurance. Oh, I brought in the Phillips translation. Now, faith means putting our full confidence in the things we hope for. Faith means putting our full confidence in the things that we hope for. So in the same way that we have faith that we are saved, faith in salvation, the same way we have faith in heaven, the same way we have faith in a glorified body that is to come, the same way we have faith in the world that will be coming after this one, the same way we have faith in those things is the same kind of faith we have to have for whatever it is that we believe God for. The same thing. It doesn't change. And just as the people who gave sacrifices in the Old Testament did so by having faith in the Messiah that was to come. They did what they did, even though the blood of bulls and goats and so forth can't cover up sin or can't uh, knock out sin, but the blood of Jesus could. They did it by faith that Jesus was coming. And so faith was involved. And so he kept showing all through here how faith was involved. Faith was involved. It's not law. Faith is involved. It's faith. It's not just acts of obedience to the law. It is faith in what is behind it. And so after he gets through all that, he says, now faith is 
the essence. Faith is the assurance. Faith is the confidence of things hoped for. And then he goes on and explains, puts it another way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, one place in Scripture it says that if, you know, if we have faith for something, it's because it's unseen. If we see it, we no longer have faith for it because it's here. So we have faith for that things that we, that we don't see. We put this in, uh, you know, we, we see this a lot of times in our own life. How many people are, get your paycheck now, auto deposit? Just automatically goes in there. Well, even if you don't see it in there, you have faith that it worked and that it went into your account. We have confidence in that. And in fact, if you go back up there and you look at the account, oh, it's not there yet. It kind of takes you by surprise because you have confidence that that's going <laughs> to, that's going to be there. I don't have to see it. But I have confidence to know that it's there. And so this is what we, what we do in our, ourselves. We have uh, that confidence. But once I see it, well, now I know it's, now I know it's there. That's, sometimes we go up there and we just check our accounts. Just to, I know it's in there, but you know, it's a good idea just to go up there every once in a while and just check it out. Phillips continues the translation this way. Now, faith means putting our full confidence in the things we hope for. It means being certain of things we cannot see. It means to be certain of things that we cannot see. That's the kind of faith that we want to we want to walk into. So he continues with this same part the same part here. Now faith is faith is the substance of things hoped for, faith is the evidence of things not seen. That same part carries over. Evidence here is the Greek word for proof. Proof, evidence, demonstration, or conviction. Proof, evidence, demonstration, or conviction is what this word is. So it's, when we see evidence, and that's not a bad translation, I don't really uh, have any reason to put that down, but faith, now faith is the evidence or the proof or the conviction of things not seen. I don't see it yet. But I have the conviction that it is so. The same way that we haven't seen salvation yet. But we have conviction that it is so. I haven't seen heaven yet. But I have a conviction that it is so. Faith is evidence of things that we haven't seen. And it always frustrates me. And I think we talked about it before. But these scientists who come on out there and they pick on believers because they have faith in a creator that they cannot see. And yet they want to tell us how the universe began when there was no one here. So no one saw it. In fact, it was millions and millions of years before there was anybody here. So no one saw it. But you want to tell us what happened? That's faith in something that you cannot see. If I didn't see it, I have faith in it, how it went on. If I saw it, it's no longer faith. Because I saw it. So this is the, the way it is with all kinds of things. Every single person, believer or unbeliever, has faith. But the God kind of faith has faith in the things that God says. It has faith in the things that God paints the picture for, for hope. And so this is what we want to we have. There's a lot of Christians that haven't quite got this part of it down. 
because their faith, they think it's godly faith, but it's not based on what God said. It's based on what other people do. It's based on what they want to have happen. It's based on what they wish would happen. But it's not based on what God said would happen. Even if I am believing God for something that I wish would happen and God said it would happen, but I don't base it off of what God said. I base it off of what I wish. It is not the God kind of faith. I must go back to the Word of God. I must see what does the Word of God say. And as I look at what He promised, I go over it. I go over it. I go over it again. I let it paint a picture on the inside of me that I can see this. Even though I can't see it with my physical eyes, I see it with my spirit. That builds that hope. That's the God kind of hope. And that's what I build the faith on. Now see, sometimes people will come in there and just take the area of healing. We may look at some things in the Word of God and believe for, for healing. But a doctor may come to you and say, you have this such and such a thing going on. We're going to do this procedure and it'll take care of it. Well, they painted a picture of hope, haven't they? They painted a picture. Here's the problem. Here's what we're going to do to take care of this thing. And, and so my belief now is based on what he said. And God's not involved in that. I may try and bring God to be involved in it and say, God, I don't, I don't want that. Or, okay, I agree with that. Or, okay, I, I'll do that procedure or, or so forth. But I haven't let God paint a picture of that for me. Now, sometimes, you know, we, we sometimes want to argue with the doctor where the doctor is wrong. Well, maybe not always is the doctor wrong. He's just telling you what's there. He didn't create it. He didn't do any of those kind of things. He just, he just created it. I had a, you know, a situation where I went to a doctor uh, just recently for, uh, for something that was going on. And because um, it was altering the, the way I was doing some things. And so I sat down in there and, and was talking with him. And he pulled up all his uh, images and all his uh, things that he had there. And he says, well, I think it's this. And down on the inside of me, I'm thinking, that's not right. I just said, that's not right. And so I said, do you think all this is caused by that? And he says, yep. And I just, then he pronounced a, 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 you know, a, a diagnosis that I didn't necessarily like. <laughs> now, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that that has anything to do with faith or, or unfaith. Um, but I came on out of there and I just think that's, I said, all right, I know he's convinced, but I don't think that it's down in my spirit. That's just, I, I'm not feeling that. I don't know what it is yet. Right. <laughs> I just know he's not right. We're, we're going to go and we're going to... And I, I, I talked with a, another doctor that I, I go to much more regularly. And I said, do you think that this could be so? And he says, no. That was after I had already came out there and told my wife. My wife said, how to go with the doctor? I said, well, he said this, but I don't think he's right. I don't, I don't think that he's right. And so I went to this other one and he says, no, I don't think that's right at all. Because look, everything that we're doing over here is... is uh, it's it's It's... This this is the type of stuff that's being affected, not that. And I said, well, that's what I'm sort of thinking too. So uh, we're still out there trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> don't don't know what exactly it is. We'll find out. But you see, you got to listen to your spirit. Just because a doctor says says something to you doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's wrong. But it doesn't mean he's right. We got to listen to your to the spirit on that. I've had other medical conditions, and be, before I even got to the doctor, down in my spirit, I knew what it was. I can think of several times I told them what it was. 
And um, a couple of times they say, well, we're not sure about that. We had to run some tests. I said, it's fine. Run whatever test you want to. Sure enough, the test came back and that's what was wrong. And so they went on. They took on their, their things to do. But see, you got to listen to your spirit. What does your spirit say on the thing? And then once you hear from your spirit what it says, then you go back to the word of God. Well, what's the word of God say we can do about this? And then you go with the, with the, word, with the word of God says. You know, sometimes we get a, a report from the doctor and the doctor says, all right, you got this and this going on. So you're going to have to alter your lifestyle and you're going to eat healthy and you're going to exercise. And we say, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I, I don't like that. Mm-mm. I, I don't want that. And so we may reject that because it's not something that we want. But so we're not listening to our spirit. What's your spirit say? Because what the doctor may say may actually be right. And if we don't listen to that, uh, what your spirit is saying, your spirit could certainly say, eat better. He certainly could say that. I heard, um, I heard somebody talking some last couple of weeks, someone I don't always get to, to listen to, but I got to listen to them on some things. And they were talking about, do you notice that in the, in the animal kingdom, they don't have hospitals, they don't have doctors. And if they get sick on something, they, uh, they go out there and they, they do different stuff. I used to, we used to know this about dogs. You know, the dogs would come in. If you let them out outside, they'd eat grass. You ever seen that? They'd eat grass. Dogs don't eat grass. That's not something that they eat. But if they would eat the grass, they would throw up. Well, something was in, in them was telling them, I need to eat some grass because the grass will make me throw up and then I'll be better. <laughs> so they, they would do that. Dogs don't always normally go out there and eat grass, but sometimes they would go out there and they do that. And sure enough, when they do that, you go out there and they throw up and there's grass all in it and so forth. Well, they just kind of knew to, to do that because it, it, it comes up in them for that. God has put a lot of things in nature to help you get better. Or just stuff in nature. There's stuff in nature that will affect your body one way, affect your body another way, that will help you. And listen to your spirit on it. He'll tell you some things. Now, he may tell you something to eat that you don't like. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't eat it. Well, I shouldn't have to do that. I'm a man or I'm a woman of faith. I don't have to eat that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, you might have to, at least for a little while. Or maybe not eat something because the Spirit is coming up on the inside of you telling you to do it. So you have to build that, that hope from the Word of God. But it comes from Him. So if somebody comes to you and says you have such and such a condition, and they say the, the, the way to get around that is to change your diet or to do this or whatever it might be listen to your spirit down to your spirit it may be going yep that's right yep that's what you need to do and uh, go on off there and do it but you listen to your spirit and then you go back into the word of god and you build up your your hope from there and have that faith in the thing and then it'll it'll change but and they're going to give us an example here we're going to look at one of the examples that he has in this but the first example we're going to we're going to look at, we're going to see how this can certainly help us out. So, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the proof or evidence of what we do not see. I don't see it, but my faith in that thing is, what's the, is what the evidence of it is. Is what the, the proof of it is. Have you ever, ever uh, thought of this? Uh, you know, if you had a couple of little kids around, and if something goes crash, how many times do you think of one in particular? You ever done that? Yeah. One in particular. Why? 
because if somebody's guilty of dropping something, it's that one. Right? Because you have faith that has been built up that this one could do these things because of previous experience. I don't see what has happened just yet. I don't see any of that. But I have faith to know based on what I've seen before. And if you come on out and it's not that one, it's one of the other ones, you go, oh, really? <laughs> you might be a little surprised. Well, you know that was so-and-so. I don't even have to look. That's the same thing that it is here. I don't see it. But my faith is able to, to put this together. So when we give in to the discouraging thinking or talking, we are removed from faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, when we fall into discouraging talk, discouraging thinking, as soon as I begin to fall into that, as soon as I begin to go in those kind of directions, then with my mouth I'm speaking, well, I don't know, that thing might kill me. I don't know that I can ever get over that. I don't know that we say these things. Why? Because my faith is in a different hope. The hope is, and we, we think this funny, but the hope is I'm not getting better. This one's taking me down. That's the hope. And I begin to speak things of that. That is my faith in that hope to come about. I don't want it. But that doesn't mean you're not hoping for it. That doesn't mean you're giving subs- not giving substance to it. This is what we're doing when we, when we have discouraging thinking. Well, it's always that way for me. Well, nothing's ever easy. <laughs> but you said that one before, huh? Yeah, we, we can say that. How many times have we said this about other people? Well, you know they're going to be late. Why? Because the previous experiences with them, we have that hope of something negative. And so very often we will speak out of our mouth the thing that we want, the thing that we expect. And we have to, we have to be willing to change that. There's a battle that comes on with that because the enemy loves to paint the wrong kind of hope and get you to give substance to it by speaking it, by keep continually talking about it. And, and, and don't be doing it. Brother Keith Moore talks about that story when his uh, granddad and his dad died at age 21 from gunshot. And that people kept speaking to him over that. Well, you know, you look just like him. He died of a gunshot. He died of a gunshot. You're getting close to being 21. And he tells, if you heard him tell the story, he came close to being shot in 21. Real, real close to being shot in 21. But he listened to his spirit. And first off, he changed his confession on that. I'm not going to die at 21. I'm not going to die of a gunshot. And began to speak out these things. And uh, even though he came close to it, listened to his spirit, and he didn't do the thing that he uh, normally would have done, and uh, wasn't shot. That's a good thing. See, sometimes uh, the enemy comes in, he wants to get our hope in, even for something I don't want, but my hope is there. Just listen to the way some people talk about, about things. Well, I don't know that we're going to have any money to pay the rent this, this month. I don't know about that job if it's going to be around here much longer. You see, because something has painted a hope for me that my job's going away, that my finances are drying up. It's painted that hope. And eventually, I just begin to speak it out. I begin to talk about it. Well, we've got we to gotta cut these things out. Don't give in to discouraging thinking. 
Don't give in to discouraging talking. Be careful what you're saying about other people. Remember we talked about bringing other people along. It's important to bring other people along. Don't go around there saying negative things about them. Well, they're never going to amount to much. That's, that's no good. We don't need to be doing those kind of things. So, again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. New Century Version reads the whole thing this way. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. I don't see it, but I know that it's real. And no one can argue that away from me. That's how convinced we have to be. So we've got to paint that picture of whatever hope the Word of God has told us about. Paint that picture and have faith for it and not let somebody else come along and paint a different picture. Don't let them do that. Listen to your spirit. Don't listen to your mind. Listen to your spirit. What's your spirit telling you to do? Brother Hagin used to always tell us uh, things that, that up in his spirit would come, don't drink any tea or coffee. And he said, I don't know why. I didn't question why. It just came up in my spirit. Don't drink it. So I quit drinking it. And then after a while, you come up in the spirit, go ahead, you can drink it. And so you go ahead and do that. Now sometimes we might want to rebuke that, <laughs> that sort of thing. But he said, I don't know. Maybe there was something in my body that didn't need the caffeine right then. But he listened. And he, he didn't do it. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have, to, we have to listen. Our spirit may be telling us, don't go out and get that burger. Go out and get a salad. <laughs> it, might act, it might say something like that. I don't know why it's telling you that. But you might want to listen to it. <laughs> I can tease, my, tease other people around and say, the spirit of God's telling you to eat avocados. <laughs> it is so weird how much I don't like too many vegetables and I just love that one I just think that is really strange cannot get enough of those things eh. but um, you know, but sometimes it's just uh, you know just like a pregnant woman will have a craving for certain things because the body needs certain things to, and, and the body will just put out I need this and, uh, and you go out there and you get it because that craving is very real Listen to your spirit. And the more tuned in you can get to your spirit, the more your spirit is going to be telling you, do these things. But then it'll also get tuned in and say, you need to spend some time in worship. You need to spend some time in prayer. You need to spend some time in, in reading. Go over here and read this section of Scripture. Go over here and study this topic. It'll come up and it'll, it'll tell you, do this particular thing. Study this particular thing. You don't need it right now, but in a little while you're going to. So he's telling you, get yourself ready. And if we listen, if we develop ourselves to listen to those things, it changes, changes where we go. So listen to the voice of the Spirit. Don't just put all your faith and in, in trust in the, in the doctor and what he says, but don't distrust them either. They're, they're in here to, to help you out, to, to guide you along. And they don't have necessarily faith in the Word of God. They don't need to. You know, you can let them do the x-rays and let them do the MRIs and you can let them do the tests. And they can tell you what they found. That's fine. Just, you know, you don't always have to agree with their conclusions. I, I appreciate the facts, but I don't have to agree with your conclusion <laughs> that, you, that you came to. Just, uh, just because of that. You know what? Uh, listen to the Spirit of God. Father God, what are you telling me? What is the conclusion that you come to? Now the enemy, the devil, is going to have negative conclusions for you. 
He's going to tell you bad things that are going to go on all the time. He's going to say, you know, you're going to die. Uh, you're going to fail. You're, you're, whatever, he's going, to, he's going to tell you these kind of things. God doesn't tell you those sort of things, but the devil will. Don't paint that kind of a picture and don't put faith to it. But it's real easy for people to go out there and they speak faith for the things that they're, that they're believing for. Well, I just know I'm going to catch that cold. I just know it. Every time the cold goes around, I get it. Oh, don't come anywhere near me with that. I just know I'll get it if you get anywhere near me. I mean, it's, they have faith for it. That's the hope that they have, that it's coming upon them. And you don't need to, to do that. The Word of God says in the Psalms, that, you know, a thousand may fall at your right side. A thousand more, more may fall at your left. But it still won't come nigh you. It's still not going to come near you. You can have people at work come right up to you, breathe all over you. <laughs> you just sit there and smile. Glory to God. You let the, the, what the Word of God paints as a picture for you. <clears throat> and stick with that. But you put faith to it. And the devil will come in there and he'll put that thought. Ah, Sick person just came near you. Now you're going to get it. And I'll tell you what, sometimes I've been in situations like that. You tell me if this hasn't happened for you. You've been around someone like that and within 30 seconds to a minute you start feeling some of the same symptoms. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the natural. But you can start feeling it. You know, if they came in there with uh, something in their throat, you start feeling something in your throat. It's almost right away. Why? Because he's trying to sow the seed into you. Trying to get that seed going. Because seed works both ways. There's good seed and there's bad seed. Jesus taught that. An enemy came and sowed bad seed into the field. When we just reading that in our in our reading, enemy came and sowed bad seed. Well, there's good seed and there's bad seed. The enemy's going to come and he's going to try and sow bad seed in because he knows if he can get it in you, it'll grow and it'll develop the wrong things. Don't let it get rid of that bad seed. No, no, no. That's that's not what the Word of God says. But people will do it. Church people start speaking what the enemy has put inside of them. You're going to die. You're going to get sick. But the Word of God has promises health. It promises good things. It promises blessings. That's where we want to stay. Verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So faith came and it, it gave them a good testimony. So it's basically like faith came along. You showed up and faith came along with you. And faith said, yep, this guy's all right. This guy did good. Your faith that you have will give testimony for you. It says, they, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Or in some verses of Scripture, they'll say obtained a good report. I put it in your outline that way. It's actually a little bit better to, um, to phrase it there. But the Greek word for this one, it means to be a witness. To be a witness. To charge or to give evidence. To bear a record. To have obtained a good, honest report. To be well reported of, to testify, to give testimony, or to bear 
or give or obtain witness. These are the things that it does. So when it says here, for by it, for by faith, the elders obtained, the, the elders, the people who came before us, they obtained a good report. That that faith came and it said of them, these guys are all, these guys are believing for what God said. Because the faith that we have tells us what we hope for. It's the, ev- it's the evidence. It's what speaks. That good report is what bears good, uh, good witness for us. This is what he's saying here in this verse. For by it the elders obtained a good report or a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. How many times have you heard discussions over what was the universe made from? They're trying to figure out what was the universe made from. Whatever they come up with, they have to have faith in it. Because we weren't there. We don't know. We aren't there. Well, we can have faith in this. We're not there. But the Word of God tells us that when He made the worlds, He made it out of stuff that you can't see. So they said, well, it had to be something here. No, there didn't. Because he made it out of stuff that you can't see. His words, for one, are that powerful. But whatever he made it out of, he spoke it and the worlds became. Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's fine. You go believe something else. You're going to believe something. And you're going to go out there and you're going to begin to speak this stuff. So what some people do is they go out and they begin to speak, well, all that religion stuff, that's just crazy. That's just crazy to believe that everything was created out of nothing. Everything was created out of stuff that we can't see. That God just spoke the word and things happened. Well, they want you to believe that a big bang caused it all. How in the world is universes and galaxies and such complex things come out of an explosion? That's just, that's crazy. I think it's much more sane to believe that there's a God who spoke the things into existence, who put law and order into, into place. But you see, we meditate on these things. We look at the Word of God of people who brought this, brought this on. For by it the elders attain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which were, are seen were not made of things which are visible. And then he goes on. It was by faith that Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. God said he was... Well, actually, I'm reading from the New Century Version. I didn't pull, I didn't pull it in in the New King James. Look at that. I just had to read it from the New Century. It was by faith that Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. God said he was pleased with the gifts of Abel, offered and called Abel a good man because of his faith. Abel died, but through his faith, he is still speaking. I like that translation. They did a nice job with, with that. But here, it says that Abel gave a more excellent sacrifice. A more excellent sacrifice. The Greek word, pleion, which means more in quantity or quality. Basically, it is more excellent. It is more excellent. So what made his sacrifice more excellent? 
What made his, his sacrifice so much better? And most times we look at this, we look at the fact that, well, well Abel sacrificed animals and Cain did fruits and vegetables. So one had blood and one had not. And we look at that as the difference. This is what made this the better sacrifice than this one. And if that's the case, then for the first time in the book of Hebrews, he is out of context. If that's what he's trying to say. But you see, that's not what he's trying to say. Abel's sacrifice was not better because it contained blood. Because if you remember in the law, that if a family was too poor to afford a lamb or the bull, that they could come and they could bring flour. And they could come and they could bring basically vegetation products. And they could bring them as a sacrifice. Now why was that okay? If Cain's was not. Because what he is talking about here fits in with all of the context of what he's been building. What he's been talking about. And that is faith. You see, because with Abel, he was able to build a hope based on what God said. And God said, to cover your sins and to keep you in the, in the good standing with God, bring an animal sacrifice. Sacrifice it on the altar. And so, Abel just said, all right. And he took from his flocks, and he took one of the best ones he had, and he took it there, and he offered us a sacrifice by faith in what God said and of course, God would have taught them about Messiah coming because that's in the book of Genesis. So he certainly would have taught it to them. They would have known it. And so they knew they looked for Messiah. But Cain, his sacrifice wasn't accepted. And it's not because of what he brought. It's because he did not build the hope that comes from the word of God. He built a different hope. He said, I don't want to be bringing no animals. I'm going to bring what I have. And that's the fruits and the vegetables and the things of that nature. And so he built the hope based on what he wanted to do. Not what God said. Whereas if God would have said, look, if you can't, if you don't have any animals to bring, then you can do this. Of course, he could have just gotten one from his brother. But apparently the animosity between them was of such that I guess he wanted to, whatever reason, he he didn't do it. And so he didn't bring a a sacrifice that had faith. He brought a sacrifice that was something different from faith because it wasn't based on what God said. You see how this is all context? What God said was bring this sacrifice, sacrifice it this way. And Abel came and did that. And his sacrifice was accepted. And Cain said, I don't want to do it that way. And he did it his own way. Just like people today I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do what God said. I don't want to go and, and, uh, and help other people. I'm just going to help myself. I don't want to believe God for this to go this way. I just want to go this way and, and have it. I don't want to accept that word that came in. I want to accept this word. And we begin to replace different things. See, we're not building the hope that comes from the word of God. We're building our own hope. And that is the example he uses here. The example of Cain and Abel is one did what God said and one did what they wanted. You cannot do what you want and have the God kind of hope which will bring the God kind of faith. I can't do that. I have to go back to the Word of God. What did God say to do? If Cain would have done that, 
if Cain would have gone back and said, what did God say to do? God said to bring, and if he would have brought it, his sacrifice would have been accepted. But he didn't do it. So this is the first example. He goes all the way back into the garden. Uh, just out of the garden, I should say. He goes all the way back to the very beginning. And he shows you, here's the first, here's one, at least one instance where faith and non-faith is involved. Where hope is built on what God said and something else is built on what they want. Cain didn't have a very good sacrifice. Abel, he had a more excellent Excellent in that it is not more in quantity. Here, the certain the context would be more in quality. It matched what God said to do. And that made it an excellent sacrifice. If we want to go on, and this is he's going to go on from here and teach us more on faith, and teach us from one example to another example to another example, and go after all these people in the Old Testament, he's going to look at people who came before the law. He's going to look at people who came after the law. He's going to look at people who came after, uh, even after Jesus. He's going to look at people and what they did and compare it to faith. Because if we want to have the faith of God, I've got to build it on the hope that He gives us. What has God spoken to me? What has He said to me? Because that's what I can have faith for. That's what I can build a hope for. If God says to me, you can do this. You can go this way. Even in, in the callings that we have from God. If God calls to one and says, you're going to be a prophet. Well, I don't want to be a prophet. I want to be this. And they go into another direction. That's not going to go well. You can't just go out there and, and say what you want to do. God, God comes along and says, wait a minute. This is, your, this is your role. This is your place in the body of Christ. Remember Paul said, if the foot says, I don't want to be a foot. I want to be a hand. Uh uh-uh. You're not the one who makes the call on that. I've received the direction from God. God says, I need you to be this. Very good. I will be that. And I can have faith for it. And God can continually paint a picture for me of how I can become the best foot in the body of Christ. How I can do things even better. And if I'm going to become better, I've got to become a servant. Because that's what God said. If you want to be great, become the servant of all. So that's what we do. Come to the servant of all. I'm going to, I'm going to outserve everybody I can. And we build that hope up from the Word of God. Build the hope from what the Word says. That is the first step we have to do in the area of faith. What has the Word said? In the same way, all these other things. We have the tabernacle on the earth. Where did it come from? What Moses saw in heaven. He saw it, and God says, Make it according to this pattern. And so he came down here on the earth and he made that pattern. So many other examples he gave us. It came from something in heaven. And then we have it down here on the earth. Our faith is based on what God has said and what God has spoken in heaven. And we bring it down here onto the earth. So if we have something that we need in the area of health, if we have something that we need in the area of finances, if we have something we need in the area of our calling, and our election, if we have something that we need in whatever avenue that we are pursuing with God, what does the Word say about that particular thing? Build the hope up from what the Word of God has said and then the faith that comes along with that, that confidence. I know this is coming about. 
you build that up. It builds. You know, you didn't have the confidence about heaven, about salvation that you do now. Now no one can take that away from you. Have that same thing in the other areas that the Word of God talks about. Because you meditate on what the Word of God has said. The woman with the issue of blood kept saying to herself, I know if I just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And we keep going around and we keep saying things like, like this. I know my God has good plans for me. I know my God is taking me in a good direction. I know my God. And we just keep speaking about our God based upon what the hope comes from in the Word of God. I'll tell you what will change your life. This is how we build faith. We don't just have it. We build it. And we have more to see as he gets into the rest of the examples that are here. Father, we thank you for the examples we have and that we will be looking at people who walked in faith. People who built that hope and then put faith with it. And we can follow the same pattern and the same example. We are called to a life of faith. And it's a good life. And I thank you, Father, for the help that you give us in it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.